grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. God, the protector of all who trust in you. Without you, nothing is strong, nothing is holy. Embrace us with your mercy, that with you as our ruler and guide, we may live through what is temporary without losing what is eternal. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. The day that comes shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. Word of God, word of life.
A reading from 2 Thessalonians. Now we command you, beloved, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to keep away from believers who are living in idleness and not according to the tradition that they receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you, and we did not eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor we worked night and day, so that we might not burden any of you. This was not because we do not have that right, but in order to give you an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this command, anyone unwilling to work should not eat. For we hear that some of you are living in idleness, mere busybodies, not doing any work. Now such persons we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Brothers and siblings, do not be weary in doing what is right. Word of God, word of life. Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, as for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down they asked Jesus, teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign about this when it is about to take place? And he said, beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then Jesus said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earth, earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all of this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and prisons and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. 
this will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and siblings, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. saw ruin, ruins on our trip to the Balkans last summer. Ruins of an ancient city, ruins of a basilica. It took an imagination and an artist's rendering to see in our minds what those buildings may have looked like centuries ago. This past week, I saw a story about the fire at Notre Dame in Paris last Holy Week and the ruins tingled metal from the spire and stones that fell, all that collapsed. When the disciples were dazzled by the wonders of the temple, Jesus sees ruins. All will be thrown down, one stone upon another. It is the nature of things. Nothing lasts forever. Life is fragile, whether institutions or edifices or human flesh. It is easy to live with illusions that we will live forever, that America is the greatest country in the history of the world and will always be so, that the church will continue as it did in the 1950s, that the shiny, powerful objects we purchase and worship and carry with us constantly will protect us from the heartache of life. Now, from time to time, our illusions are shattered and we see reality both frightening and liberating. Summer's vibrant greens morph into autumn's blazing rusts and reds and oranges. And then this year, leading to the onset of an early snow and biting cold this past week. We wonder what's going on and whether we can endure. What seems so heavy about these days is that there is a feeling that Things are getting worse. 
and that there's no hope. Many of the warnings are dire. Does the partisan stalemate signal the end of democracy? Is corruption in politics the new normal? Is isolation and social media increasing anxiety and depression among youth and all of us? Is it fueling cyberbullying and radical hate groups across the globe? With fires in California and in Australia and great weather extremes, it's hard not to feel helpless despair. As 11,000 scientists recently explained in an article for the journal Bioscience, the climate crisis has arrived and it is accelerating faster than most scientists expected. It is more severe than anticipated, threatening natural ecosystems and the fate of humanity. It's not a hopeful message. All will be thrown down. Look at the ruins and look at what will ruin us. Apocalyptic literature in the Bible, like our gospel today, is not to predict the future, but to unveil the truth and to encourage the faithful, to encourage us to endure and to persevere. Life is hard. Often things do get worse. So now what? Have a nice day? Some would say we need more activism, more civic engagement. Some would say we need more spiritual practices and ways to remain centered. Some would say we need to understand history and learn from the past. I agree with all of those. But today I suggest another path. I have a book on my shelf called How Lovely the Ruins, Inspirational Poems for Difficult Times. In times like these, our souls need more poetry, more art, more music, more theater, more liturgy, more ritual. How Lovely the Ruins was published in 2017, one year after the 2016 election, when people were posting empowering and moving poetry in the preface, African-American poet and writer Elizabeth Alexander writes that poems are how we say this is who we are. They remind us the world has always been broken and has always been whole. She adds, sometimes when things are tough, we may think we have nothing when we actually have everything because we are the survivors and in poems we have all that the ancestors give to us. True, 
we can lose perspective when we are overwhelmed. But the refrain that Alexander wants to leave with us is, you have everything you need. So in writing of birds between the buildings in Detroit, poet Jamal May pens, how lovely the ruins, how ruined the lovely children must be in the birdless city. After 911, and the most massive ruins of our lifetime, people posted poems on windows and shared them by hand. One popular one was by Polish poet Adam Zagajewski. Here are a few lines. Try to praise the mutilated world. Remember June's long days and wild strawberries, drops of wine, the dew. Praise the mutilated world and the gray feather a thrush lost, and the gentle light that stays and vanishes and returns. How lovely the ruins, how lovely when illusions fall and we see ourselves as we are, rather than being stuck, being idle, being busybodies meddling in the affairs of others, November reminds us that nothing lasts forever. So make your life count. Never weary in doing right. For seasons come and go. There is always change. There are always meltdowns. There are always transitions. And in some ways, it is always the end of the world. Yet in our common humanity, we hold one another close. Christ, the son of righteousness, rises with healing in his wings, and we find strength to persevere. Not a hair of your head shall perish, Jesus tells his faithful followers. Let's not forget that hymns and psalms are the church's poetry, taking us out of ourselves, taking us out of our funks. They open our hearts, they open our minds to a different reality, a different narrative. So breathe in the words of the hymn poem that we will sing in a few minutes. Through change, through chance, God guides us. Mortal pride and earthly glory, sword and crown betray our trust. What with care and toil we fashion, tower and temple fall to dust. Ruins, all ruins. And then words to heal our weary souls. But thy power, hour by hour, is my temple and my tower. Poet Wendell Berry writes of harvest and summer's end, of names that rest on graves. 
We imagine November days and geese flying high over us in his poem, and then stunning words of an ancient faith. What we need is here. And we pray not for new earth or heaven, but to be quiet in heart, in eye clear. What we need is here. So find hope in this sacred space, solace in the poetry of the hymns, sustenance in the bread and the wine, courage in the words of our faith, inspiration in the music and in the silence, support in community, and resilience, and resilience in the presence of Christ here among us now. All we need is here to persevere and to endure. How lovely the ruins, how lovely the ruins. Even in the ruins, you have all you need. And what we need is here.
longing for Christ's coming, let us pray for the church, those in need, and all of God's creation. Faithful God, you call us forward into a future we cannot see. Give us strength and courage that we may not grow weary in the mission to which you have called us. Let us pray. God, our joy, the seas and the hills shout your praise. Inspire us to sing a joyful song to you as we work to preserve and protect your marvelous creation. Let us pray. God, our guide, in uncertain times your presence gives us hope. Grant wisdom to world leaders and elected officials that they might strive for peace and prosperity for all people. Let us pray. Amen. Gracious God, you offer peace to fearful hearts. Heal the hurts of victims of injustice and persecution and anyone in need today, especially those we name aloud or in our hearts. Let us pray. God, our wellspring, you gather us around the means of grace. Empower this assembly with food for our journey of loving service throughout the week. Let us pray. Everlasting God, as we await the dawn of the new heaven and the new earth, we give thanks for Blessed Mary, Elizabeth of Hungary, and all those who now rest in your perpetual light and peace. Let us pray. Amen. Sustain us in your promises, faithful God, as we watch and wait for your coming among us. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. this beautiful November Sunday, it is a joy and delight to gather as the people of God and welcome to all of you. Whatever you may be holding in your heart this day, whether that is hope or uncertainty or gratitude or anxiety, all that it means to be human, right? We gather here knowing that God accepts all of who we are as we seek to accept one another in all their differences. So whether you're Lutheran or Catholic or not sure what you are or searching for church or come every week, Whatever the color of your skin, who you love, marry, your gender identity, how you look at the world and vote, we pray that we would see each other with new eyes and the oneness that we have in God's mercy. Following worship, we invite you to join us for some coffee here and to meet someone new in our ever-changing community. 
in the pew rack. There are yellow slips. If you're a newcomer, we invite you to fill those out and place them in our offering basket on the way to communion. We do not pass the plate here as many people either don't carry cash or the majority of our congregation gives online. You are also welcome to put a check directly into the offering because your name is already on it for, um, and or put cash in. And there are a few envelopes here in the back of the church if you prefer those as well. Advent is now two weeks away, December 1st, and we have Advent um, devotional seasonal resources available in several places at the back of the church, so please pick up one if you would like one to use during the season. If you'll turn with me to page 13, just a couple reminders I'd like to show you that um, if you are new to our congregation and would like to explore membership and deepening your ties to Holy Trinity, there will be a uh, orientation tomorrow, and you can either write a note on the yellow slip if you're able to attend or let Bo or me know uh, this morning. Then if we turn to page 16, next Sunday is our day that as a community, both here and wherever you are, we will be making our intentions known for how we can financially support Holy Trinity's vibrant ministry. So please use this week to discern uh, your level of support and we hope that everyone will participate. Whether you can't be here Sunday, you'll receive an email uh, and a way to participate online. Even if you cannot change the amount for next year or even if you already give online, we would like to hear from everyone as we prepare next year's budget and we are faithful with the resources that God has given us. Page 17, a reminder also next week we gather with the other Lutherans and the five neighbor, four neighboring churches for our annual hymn singing. We hope that you can join us at Resurrection, which was my first call about five minute walk that way with parking, as you can notice at the bottom. Mm. And lastly, get ready on page 18, now three weeks away for our annual festival of Advent Christmas music led by our choir and instrumentalists and one of the high points of our year. And as part of our intention appeal this year, we have our second um, faith story. Hi. I'm Ariel Frost, in case you didn't know. Um, so I did not grow up going to church. My grandfather on my father's side was a Methodist minister, and my mom was raised Catholic. But my family was much more interested in mysticism and spirituality rather than organized religion. I've since found out that had much to do with how my grandfather was treated by the Methodist Church, but that's a story for another day. I studied many different faith traditions and considered myself pagan for a while. Even now, some of my spiritual practices are rooted in the ancient practices of West Africa that I've learned from my father. I've always felt the presence of a higher power, but with resistance to organized religion. Suffice it to say, I read the Bible, but it was more like the same way I read Lord of the Rings, a book of epic tales where I desperately searched for the voices of women and was sorely disappointed. I still love the stories and the world they create, but neither of these sagas pass the Bechdel test. My introduction to church life was through being a musician. I participated in a Methodist choir in college and have always loved sacred music, so it doesn't come as a surprise that when my college friend Sean Diller asked me to play here at Holy Trinity in 2012, I was blown away and never wanted to leave. We can all agree that the music here is on a level unparalleled. However, the music alone would not have convinced me to become a member of Holy Trinity, 
or give financially. As a professional musician with five different jobs, my funds are limited, but my mother and I made the decision to regularly contribute um, and to contribute to the capital campaign. What convinced me to do both of those things is what Holy Trinity stands for, radical inclusivity. While we still have our work cut out for us with our anti-racism covenant and ministry, I've never encountered an institution of any kind, faith-based or not, that was willing to do the hard work of anti-racism and that truly wants to be a place that, it is, that is inclusive of anyone who wants to be a part of it. A place that has been patient with me as I learned the meaning and significance of liturgy and the liturgical year in order to contribute more fully as a musician and staff member. A place that brings new meaning and perspective to the stories I read as a child. A place that truly wants to be welcoming of anyone who walks in the doors and is never finished with the work it requires to do so. I never imagined a place like Holy Trinity existed, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Eternal wisdom, source of our being and goal of our longing. We praise you and give you thanks because you have created us in your image to cherish your world and seek your face. Divided and disfigured by sin, while we were yet helpless, you emptied yourself of power and took upon you our unprotected flesh. You labored with us upon the cross and have brought us forth to the hope of resurrection. Therefore, 
with the woman who gave you birth, your followers who befriended you and fed you, who argued with you and touched you, the woman who anointed you for death, the women who met you risen from the dead, and with all your lovers throughout the ages, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. is our brother Jesus, who before his suffering earnestly desired to eat with his companions the Passover of liberation, who on the night he was betrayed took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. In the same way also the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this for the remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of faith. Therefore, as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim Christ's death until he comes. In the body broken and blood poured out, we restore in memory and hope the broken and unremembered victims of tyranny and sin, and we long for the bread of tomorrow and the wine of the age to come. Come then, life-giving Spirit of our God, brood over these bodily things, and make us one body with Christ, that we may labor with creation to be delivered from its bondage to decay into the glorious liberty of all children of God. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory to you, O God, now and forever.
wait in joyful hope, even as Christ comes among us now.
Let us pray. God of the ages, in this Eucharist, you have united us with the communion of saints in all times and all places. Strengthen us with this food and drink for the pilgrimage ahead until we dwell in peace of your eternal home. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. May God direct your ways in peace, make you abound in love for one another and for all, and strengthen your hearts until the coming of our Lord Jesus. And may God bless you now and forever in the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Christ is coming soon. Thanks. Thanks.